Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of The Quack Report. Nate and Carter here to talk Ducks hockey and everything else uh, on your, I guess, Monday, Sunday. I almost said Sunday, but it's Sunday yeah, afternoon for us, Monday for you guys. <laughs> I still can't get that right. Only been doing this for like almost three years three. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. I still get confused trying to explain it to people too. It's like, oh, Sunday. No, sorry. Monday release. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, I, I feel like the amount of times I say at the end of like a, a Wednesday live stream, like, all right, see you Sunday. I feel like I say that way more than like, see you Monday when people actually... <laughs> Everyone's really just confused as hell. <laughs> yeah. uh, what probably confuses me is that we used to do our live streams on Sunday and then moved it to the middle of the week. So yeah. I, yeah, I guess it, it did make sense at one point to say see you Sunday because that's yeah. when the live stream was. So um, that's it. It That's did make sense, I but not anymore, that. and it hasn't no. <laughs> for this entire season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh well. It's all right. We all we all have brain fart moments. It happens to all of us. Yeah. Happy <laughs> first little bit of your week, whenever that may be. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I feel like I have to be inclusive for like people that listen to it on Tuesday as well, because if I'm like, hey, like happy Monday, everybody, then people listening to it on Tuesday. If you're listening like, to this on wow, Tuesday, thanks. you're late. You're late. What are you doing? I mean, thank you hey. for going back and listening to all well, the episodes. Yeah. It's, 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 I yeah. very much appreciate it. But you why aren't you listening discri- to us on the Mondays? You can't discriminate. What are you doing? Why aren't you listening to us right away? That's day of the Come weakest, on. Nate. You, you got other podcasts to listen to? Come on. Come on. Okay. <laughs> 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 well, you want to go listen to the Jeff Merrick show? It's 32 Thoughts over us. You want to listen Come to on. Elliot Freeman and Jeff Merrick over two guys from Southern Alberta talking about California hockey. Get out of here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me you want to listen to actual insiders rather than two dudes recording this out of their house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this isn't a house. This is a studio. We're in our studios. Right. Sorry. Look at that. There's, yeah. there's guitars in the back of yours. There's... yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we don't just have one studio. We have two studios. We got two. We got separate Ain't studios. Elliot Friedman. <laughs> we got COVID-friendly studios. <laughs> yeah, it's called... It's just I'm isolated. <laughs> just in my place. 
<laughs> oh, <man. laughs> see, you know what? I'll, I'll give them props. They don't get as off the rails as we do. They got 32 thoughts. <laughs> All right. They are way more professional than us. They are way more professional than us. And I mean, obviously, if you can't detect the sarcasm in my voice, you need to go back and listen to more of our episodes from the past to understand my sarcasm here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you come here for professional hockey talk, like th- this is not the podcast. It's about 50 50. <laughs> it's 50 50. That's generous, but sure, we'll go with 50 50. <laughs> uh, well, how was your weekend, Nate? Uh, it was good. I, uh, well, our last, yeah, our stream was on Wednesday. I don't remember. I, okay, so we, my girlfriend and I went grocery shopping. Uh, I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday. I know this seems really dull for a second, but like we had like <laughs> no food whatsoever. Like we ate everything in the house. There wasn't like anything in the pantry. We're like, we desperately need groceries. <laughs> And Did your girlfriend come home from work one day and you were like licking the floor to try and get the crumbs in the kitchen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so anyway, went grocery shopping or that. And have you tried that? This might be something different for our American listeners. I'm not even sure this, if this is a thing in the States. Um, Timbit cereal. Have you tried that yet? Uh, no. Well, I might have, but I it would have been like quite a few years ago. Yeah. Okay, so our American listeners, I we I think we've talked about it once or twice that there's this uh, you know coffee shop in Canada called Tim Hortons. It is owned by an American company now, which does kind of suck because it was a Canadian thing. Um, but uh, ima- imagine kind of like Dunkin' Donuts, but like super Canadian. Um, mm-hmm. And so they they have uh, they're they're also called like donut holes. I know I've heard some places that that's like the traditional yeah name. the traditional like, name yeah. Uh, but for Tim Hortons, it's it's Timbits is what they're called. But they made like cereal versions of it. So there's uh, like chocolate Timbits and birthday cake Timbits. I tried the chocolate ones. Like so when we were grocery shopping, I was like, okay, I've wanted to try these for a while. Eh, you know what? I'll go for it this time. Holy fuck. They were good. I, like I said, I think we went grocery shopping on Wednesday really? or Thursday. And like that, I finished the box this morning. They're gone. Oh, wow. <laughs> so the, the highlight of my week has been uh, a, a box of cereal, apparently. No, <laughs> no and we, uh, I was also in Calgary this weekend, uh, quick. We were supposed to do a, uh, a lacrosse game, uh, Calgary Roughnecks versus the Vancouver Warriors, uh, like during my birthday weekend there. Mm-hmm. And that game had been postponed. So um, we went to that game finally uh, this weekend. It was a close game, uh, but it was a, it was a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, that was kind of, that was my week. So, but nice. yeah, cereal lacrosse game. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, the cereal is just on my mind. Cause like I still have the taste of it in my mouth right now. Oh yeah. It, it yeah. was delicious. So yeah, no, but, I know what you mean. Yeah. What about, what about you? What cereal did you pick up this week that just, you know, made your week? <laughs> yeah, you know, actually when, when you started talking about cereal, I was like, I actually have a cereal story. So, <laughs> oh yes, yes. Here we go. Cereal talk talking, on the quack report. <laughs> talking breakfast cereals. Yeah. I, uh, I, I went grocery shopping I don't know, sometime last week, Thursday, Friday, whatever. Um, and the, the, there was, I, I shit you not, there was maybe 20 boxes of cereal not like 20 different types of cereal 20 boxes of cereal left in the cereal aisle yeah like there was there was absolutely nothing i was like what the fuck is going on here the like some someone come in and be like wow cereal's on sale this week and then just like put their arm out with their cart and just like 
swipe Dude, they all were, the boxes. They were just in. excited for the Super Bowl. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, have I been sleeping on cereal as a Super Bowl snack? Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh. but, um, so I was like, okay, well, I, I can't live my week without cereal. So I, I had to pick something I wouldn't normally go with. And I've heard great things about tricks. I don't know if you've ever had tricks. Long time ago. Yeah. I, I don't think I've, I, I literally don't think I've ever even seen tricks. Like when I opened, I, I, I bought tricks because I've heard great things and it's sugary and colorful. And <laughs> I, my brain works like a four year old. So that's like all Fair I enough. want. Um, so I picked that up. And then when I opened it, I was like, I've literally never even seen these before. Like, but <laughs> fuck, I like, <laughs> if you if you sold it to me as like oh it's like cereal that tastes like fruit I'd be like okay or I could just have fruit or I could have like cinnamon toast crunch like or you could have fruit loops or fruit loops exactly yeah yeah but like it's it's on a whole other level it's like I, I I'm pretty sure when I took that first bite I ascended to a higher plane <laughs> <laughs> it's a good breakfast cereal there so you go your uh, your homework this week is to go pick up some tricks and i guess my homework is to go pick up some timbit cereal okay how close is it to like fruity pebbles though because that's what my girlfriend's getting a kick out of this week apparently um, canadian and american fruity pebbles have been different for the last while where like i don't know uh i think it's like fruity like fruity pebbles in canada was basically like um kind of like the like balls kind of like um uh what are they corn pops yeah, like corn pops. Um, whereas, like the actual fruity pebbles that like are in the states, which are now in Canada, is kind of what it sounds like. At least mm-hmm. um, was more like a, like a fruity version of Rice Krispies, which just makes more sense actually. So, mm-hmm. but she's been loving having that back in her pantry or that for the first time in ages. So, oh yeah, um, but, I don't know. I've I've had fruity pebbles before, but it's been a long time as well. So, but yeah. I think they're pretty similar. Okay, it's, it's just like maybe that maybe that. that needs to be an episode. We need, we need to have an episode where we're like we just try bites of different cereals. We can have like user submitted <laughs> cereals that we just have to pick up and try a bite of them and like give a rating or something like that. I'm so down. I fucking I'd be love down cereal. for that too. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's okay. There's another thing that I want to do with you, and I think I've talked about this show before, but there's this uh, this series on YouTube called Hot Ones. Oh yeah, yeah. I've told <laughs> you about this. Yeah, so yeah. they recently uh, put out. You can pick up it's like like boneless chicken wings um, mm. that come with three of their sauces. So it's like the low level, the midway point, and the 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 highest one. Oh yeah. Um, they barely have like bags of this stuff now, though. That they sell through Walmart in the states. Um, oh, that's cool. So we apparently need to somehow make a trip down to the states, pick up these because I want to do this chicken wing challenge with you too, <laughs> and see how well we can do. Because like I'm how, like how are you with hot stuff? Like I'm oh, I'm getting it. better yeah. with it, but. Yeah, no, like I like I, I enjoy I it, but it's it. just like yeah. the actual like heat of like spicy things just kick my ass sometimes. I'm trying to get better with it. So yeah, yeah, no, I like it. I like I, I'm not like a champ where like I go to like a traditional like Indian food place or whatever, and I'm like, oh, give me the hottest you have, and then like yeah, the the <laughs> chefs in the back are just like laughing and like, oh, look at this white guy who thinks he can handle Indian spice. And, <laughs> They like call nine one one as they're bringing the plate out to me. I'm not like that, but like, yeah, I, I enjoy like, I would say above average spicy, like just enough to make your nose run a little bit. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, and like where you wash your hands before you go to the bathroom and then you pee and then yeah. you wash them again. Like that kind of spice. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it's kind of funny that you say that though because my dad was telling me a story of something similar. So uh, there's a there's a local bar like where we're from originally, uh, Roscoe's. Mm-hmm. And I guess they were there and uh, one of my dad's friends I think had tried like a really hot wing or that and yeah. just like polished off the plate. And I was like, yeah, can I get another thing of wings? And can you actually make them hot this time? And the waitress just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so they brought out the next plate. And sure enough, he like got through two of them. My dad said he was just like pooling sweat basically. And there's like, is that hot enough for you? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like I can nice. like, okay, I can I can handle buffalo. Like I can do that. Oh yeah. So that's reasonable. At least I, don't I know. think so. Yeah. If it's you would have like, said like, if you would have yeah. said like, I, I top out at Frank's Red Hot, I would have laughed. But <laughs> Buffalo is like reasonable. Yeah. I, I'm still, I'm still like making my way through that a little bit. Like I had chicken mm-hmm. wings a couple days ago, and like just put a little bit of that on it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. So, but because like I used to be horrible with spicy stuff in general. Like, um, there's this, there's this Cajun seasoning as well. That's also only available in the states. Why the hell do you guys have all the good shit? Come on, share yeah, some with the rest fair. of the world here. It's really not fair. <laughs> um, but there's this Cajun spice called Slap Your Mama that I absolutely love now. I that is my that is like my my Frank's Red where like I put that shit on everything. Um, like it goes on uh, it goes on steaks for me. It goes on it goes on rice. It goes on okay maybe not pasta. Um, like potatoes, like ev- everything that it uh, everything on it. Um, but like when I was a kid, like just a little dash of that would like light my mouth on fire. And now I'm just like drenched in this spice. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I know at least uh, my, my pal, like my, my tongue is getting better with that heat. So yeah, 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 but, no, that's good. Um, yeah. And like when you can handle spicy food, it just like opens up so many more food possibilities. Yeah, exactly. You can go places and not have to worry about like wanting to cut your tongue off. Yeah. The, uh, the one guy though that I want to see, they, they haven't done uh this segment in a long time. But uh Nick Floor on the San Jose Now podcast, um or San Jose Hockey Now podcast, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um they did for a while like a segment of Nick tries it that mm-hmm. he would just try different foods and stuff like that. And he was building up his spice tolerance to do uh it was like this really spicy chocolate. I forget what the challenge was called. But it had like some of the world's hottest peppers like infused into this piece of chocolate. Mm-hmm. And the dude did it no problem. Oh, wow. So like I, I kind of want to see him like do like one of these hot ones challenges kind of thing. Like to see if he can handle that. Because I think like the hottest the hottest hot sauce that is available for that is like 2 million Scoville or something like that. It's something, something ridiculous. Something like that. So but I, I want to see. Yeah, Nick, if you're listening to this, I want to see you try this, bud. I, I just want to see if you can do it just in general. So, yeah, I, I was going to say, um, cause we're playing San Jose this week, the, um, losing podcast would have to do that, but we have no way of getting those wings if they're down. In the yeah. States, unfortunately so they don't could. just like, send we, could, them up here. Yeah, we yeah. could still make the bet and then just, you know, just back out when, yeah. when the ducks lose. So, so, Oh, well we, okay. What you and I could do instead of like getting that specifically is like, we'll just go to a, like a local place and like, just see if they'll make 
like a naked platter for us and just give us like little bits of sauce that they would use, like kind of getting hotter and hotter. Oh yeah. We could see if we could do that. Maybe there's that too. Yeah. So just some, I don't know. That could be an episode. That could be just extra content or something like that on our YouTube. I don't know. Where's brainstorm in here live on show. So yeah. Yeah. Well, before you get any, uh, any really (laughs) bad ideas, (laughs) maybe we should get into some ducks talk. Let's try scorpion. (laughs) Okay. Stinger first. <laughs> Live scorpion. Live. Oh, God. Fuck. Nope. <laughs> That's yeah, where I, you draw I, the line. I regret okay. saying anything, though. <laughs> I, I knew you would. <laughs> okay. Let's get into a uh, little bit of Ducks talk here. We got a couple games to talk about that uh, one of them will be okay, and the other one might not be as okay to talk about here. You know what else I regret? What? I don't regret much in life, but you know what else I regret? Watching that game against the Oilers. Fuck, that was horrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, for a, for a Flames fan, I can see how that would be awful to tune into. <laughs> for a Ducks fan, it was horrible. Yeah, exactly. What game were you watching? <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the same one, and I mean, it, it was like the Calgary game. The, the night before for you like which i think it, made it which i think made it even worse because like it's back to back just ass kickings that's not yeah. a good time <laughs> yeah no not for if you're just a ducks fan it sucks but for people that were fans of both teams it's like i mean i can't really lose here but like at the same time you're like it like a closer game would have yeah, been like been okay i'm happy you know it, five four overtime game like saw a bunch of goals it was a close game both teams got at least a point but this was as you put it back-to-back ass kicking so yeah <laughs> on one and, hand you're like well that's good for one team and that is not awesome for the other team see like and it's just unfortunate that you know, it's not uh, games don't work like the deserve to win o meter on on money puck. So I'm taking a look at the one here that was against Edmonton. And oh, it's designed to refresh on me here. Give it a second. Uh, but I believe it was like 53 percent of the time the Oilers would win this game. But the other like 47 something, right, it would be a Ducks game. So this was a lot closer of a game than we maybe think. But obviously, it's what is on the scoreboard that actually matters. And 7-3 does not look good and does not help you in no. the standings whatsoever. Not at all, yeah. So, Like, as you talked about, those, all of these games that we've played in the last week and a half have been, like, super important divisional matchups. It's just not happening. Mm-hmm. And... Again, I don't like to blame it on one guy, but what the fuck is going on with John Gibson lately? Yeah, I don't even think it's blaming him, right? It's it's just he's not playing to the level that he normally is. So like No, and like like this was his worst game of the week. Yeah. <laughs> he, had, he thought it couldn't get any yeah. worse. <laughs> like, like it got worse. <laughs> he this was a higher expected goals gains, which makes sense. It's Connor McDavid, it's Leon Dreisidel, it's mm. you know, the Oilers do have some shooters, obviously. Yeah. So his expected goals against was three point six. So yeah, three goals that sure that that mm-hmm. feels reasonable, honestly. Yeah. Uh with seven actual against for a negative three point three five goals saved above expected. That's that's the worst number of the week. I don't care if there's more shots against or anything like that. And even then, I don't think it 
it was 41 shots against. Like, that's... It's not looking good. And I'm just... I'm, I'm taking a look here, so... Yes. Okay, there were only two high-danger shots at shot attempts the entire game, according to Money Puck here. Uh, 18 medium danger and 26 low danger. Um, only one low danger goal against, thankfully. And That's good. The other yeah. six were medium danger. Now those were the high danger ones. Mm-hmm. It, and to kind of jump ahead here a little bit, um, yes, we beat the Vancouver Canucks, but the numbers, again, just do not look good. 16 saves on only 20 shots. Expected goals against of 1.3. So one goal was only expected against, and he had four for another negative 2.6. Yeah. And um, yeah, 22 low danger shot attempts, six medium, zero high danger. And three of those goals were low danger chances, the other one being a medium one. Mm-hmm. Like, it's great that he, that, you know, I, I mean, I guess not in the Vancouver one, but like, yeah, there's, you know, the there's no high danger goals being scored against that's good but like you don't want to be seeing so many low danger ones this is like this has been a rough week for john gibson Mm -hmm. so if the canucks game was a one-off i would and i mean i i could still almost kind of give him a pass on that one because like he faced like how many shots in the first um two periods it wasn't many it was in the single digits, that's for sure. Uh, for um, the Canucks game, are we jumping ahead here a little bit? A little bit, yeah. Okay. He faced 11 shots in the first two periods. Like, two in the first. And then I yeah, know, so- like, the, the they had, like, three shots halfway through the second. So, like, you can give him a little bit of, pa- of a pass there. Because, like, he wasn't yeah, I, getting I get anything. It. So Yeah, I get it being slow and that sort of thing. But, like, it's yeah. just not looking good lately. No, yeah. That's kind of scary considering that... This guy's literally just coming back from the All-Star game where he was determined to be one of the best goaltenders in the league. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, this is a bad stretch of games here that's not really helping us, unfortunately. Like, really, the only reason that this isn't, like, super glaring, I think, is because the offense finally came out to play as well against against Vancouver. They're putting seven. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) like... (laughs) I, I think the Canucks defense can make any team look like a yeah like an Olympic roster. <laughs> like any team's offense look like an Olympic roster. Like they like there there was very few players on the Canucks defense that I'm like, okay, that's actually like a solid defenseman that like we are gonna have a tough time playing against. Like, yes, they have Ekman Larson who's like, okay. Yes, they have Hughes, who's pretty good, but he's young and more of like a an offensive defenseman than your traditional defensive defenseman. And beyond yeah. that, I don't even think I could name another Canucks defenseman. And this game was yesterday <laughs> <laughs> for us. Yeah. So it's, I, I have a, again, we're kind of jumping ahead, but we can go back to the Oilers in a second. Um, I have a note for this Canucks game that it's kind of like looking in a mirror and maybe not so much for this season, but definitely for the last couple where like, yeah, there, there was just not a lot to be excited about for the Canucks defense. And then, oh, holy shit, it's Thatcher Demko. Look at how great he is. And then, you know, he has no Shadow support. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, yes, he gave up five goals on 
however many shots, but like you look at the chances, like the, nobody was saving well, there, that. And like two or three of them were tippins either, right? Which you have like yeah. less than half a second even to react to that. So mm-hmm. like yeah. tippins right in front of the net too. It's not like yeah. it was a high tip where you can adjust to that. It's like, no, there was a guy that was allowed to sit, you know, six feet in front of you and just get the perfect tip on. Yeah. And Obviously, there's nothing you can do about that. And sometimes he even made those saves, and then there was just a rebound in front of the net. That, Like, the Canucks' defense was... Like, calling them pylons is an insult to pylons. (laughs) Like... Calling them pylons is an insult to Dion (laughs) Phaneuf. But it's... Yeah, I don't know. There's... Like... Yeah. it, It reminded me a lot of, like, say, last year when... Uh, or even two years ago, right? Like, yeah. Where you just look at the Ducks' defense and you're like, "Fuck! No wonder they let in five goals a game, even <laughs> with John Gibson." It's, it's, yeah, exactly. The uh, the the Ducks scored five goals. John Gibson's at the other end of the ice, going, "Yeah, now you see how that feels." And then proceeds to let in four straight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or sorry, not four straight. There was a breakup there yeah. of Henrique and Delorier, but proceeds to let in four goals, uh, starting with like. Start yeah, starting like five minutes into the second period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I want to get back to the Oilers game though, because I think there was a couple. Do we well, have there, to? It was just shit. <laughs> well, there was. I one, wanted. I wanted to this, turn it off. Shout out to uh, uh, who was I think it was a uh, Savannah on Twitter. Um, it was like y'all are still watching this, and I replied with the thing like we got to talk about this. So, mm-hmm. um. Or it was either the Edmonton game or the Calgary game. It was one of those. I don't remember yeah. which, but it applies either way. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah, I fortunately got to watch this because I got to talk about it. So. I yeah. I mean, I would love to talk about the Oilers more, but I'm going to refrain a little bit. Um, and I want to talk about Trevor Zegers because his goal in that game was that was filthy. It was good. It was the one bright spot in that game. Honestly, yeah. And it was like, yeah, Zegra, fuck. We got scored <laughs> against again. Like, literally just a few yeah. seconds later, if I'm not mistaken. I'm just pulling up the uh, the game center here again quick. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's the Vancouver one. What the hell? Oh, Edmonton. Thank you. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, Trevor Zegras at 9.17 of the third period. Uh, a minute later, Leon Dreisaitl at 10.19. <laughs> Followed by uh, Zach Hyman at 11.37. Like, mm. another minute later again. Yeah. So, um, it's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Just... You just, know, just, it's, and th- this isn't a slight on this player by any means. Don't get me wrong. He is a mm. great, like, bottom six guy. When Derek Ryan is the first star of the game, though, you know oh, you yeah. had a shit game. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, the three stars of that game... Derek Ryan, Ryan McLeod, Warren Fogel. Does anyone outside of Edmonton know those names? <laughs> yeah, I'd be very and surprised. Those are the three stars of the game. What the yeah. fuck? I think, well, Ryan came from, uh, from Calgary. Calgary yeah, and I believe he also originally came from Carolina, like way back. I'm just double checking that too. I think. Um, Warren Fogel obviously came from Carolina. So unless you follow Carolina, you probably don't know who any of yeah. those guys are. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Carolina from 2015 to 18, Calgary 2018 to 21, and then signed as a free agent in Edmonton just this last season. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, like just they're, they're just depth players. Fog, well, Fogel and, and fill out the top Ryan, and yeah. fill out the three stars. Yeah. That shouldn't happen. <laughs> no, <laughs> like if you look and you're like, it's like Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Darnell Nurse. Then you're like, okay, that, sure, makes that sense. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when it's those three guys, it's like, okay, that's a rough well, game. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe not because, like, I, I don't even know how many points McDavid had in that game, but I, I feel like it wasn't many. Connor McDavid had. Two assists. Okay, so like pretty quiet as far as Connor McDavid goes. Leon Dreisaitl, two goals. Yeah. So like... Warren Fogle had as many points as Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid with a goal and an assist for two points. Ryan mm. McLeod, who was the second star, I believe, had two assists, the same as Connor McDavid, for two points. <laughs> uh, Evander Kane had a goal and an assist for two points. Zach Hyman, which makes a little bit more sense, maybe. Uh, a goal and an assist for two points. Derek Ryan, a goal and an assist for two points. <laughs> the thing is, it's different when your bottom six gets two points and when your top six gets two points. Exactly. So, um, But I just wanted to toot my own horn a little bit, and then we can move on. Um, is I-, I talked about the Oilers' third line, which is Nugent Hopkins um, centering... The, the, our first star and the third star of that game, Fogel and Derek Ryan. Um, and that line had two even strength goals, which for an Oilers team is a big deal when you get even one even strength goal, let alone two. Oh. So um, so I think that was, like, I don't want to say that was the difference because then, you know, you're still like a 5-3 game. But um, but that's a hell of a lot difference. more respectable than a 7-3 game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you have five straight scored against you. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that I know a little bit what I'm talking about sometimes. Not very often. That's why I'm bringing it up. But um, <laughs> anyways, to tie it back to something nice, um, Zegris's goal. What a beauty. <laughs> it's a beauty. It's a beauty. Like I said, just got shot on within a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, a couple things I want to... Or one thing I want to say about both of these games, though, is leaving guys right in front of the net. Yeah. Like, that it, it's, was... It's old habits coming back that exactly. are going to kick our ass. Yeah. And I think that's part of where, um, you know, maybe those medium danger chances against John Gibson are. So, like, yes, you look at the, those stats, and it's like, okay, he should be saving those. But then when you... And maybe I don't know what they consider a medium danger chance, but in my mind, you know a pass cross crease to a guy in front of the net is mm. a medium danger chance, like savable, but unlikely depending on who the shooter is. Yeah. So, and that was evident for like so many of these goals of these 11 goals we let in, in, in the two games. Like I'd say a good half of them were just guys being left in front of the net. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that can't happen. And I mean, we Canucks were worse at leaving guys in front of the net, so that's how we won that game. But Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I don't know. It's like like you said, it's an old habit. We, we've talked about this probably every second episode for the last two and a half years. And it's still Maybe going if they on. fucking did something about it. <laughs> well, yeah, we exactly. wouldn't have to talk about it. <laughs> exactly. That's the issue though. Like who Whose job is it to say, hey, let's maybe not leave Zach Hyman, Elias Pettersson, Tanner Pearson, Leon Dreisaitl, just standing in front of the fucking net. 
It's Dallas Eakins' job. And, and why is it still I, happening? He's been around for two and a half years. Because he hasn't been doing his job lately. He had a stint yeah. where he had everybody firing on all cylinders and it's not working. Guess what, Dallas? Now you got to actually do your job and coach. You can't just let the young kids do it. They There does need to be some structure still. Mm-hmm. Do your job, please. Yeah. I, or or I, the I, first I, half of the season doesn't matter. Like We, uh, we yeah. talked about this on the last episode. We're in a spot that we love to be. We're playing meaningful, meaningful games here. But mm-hmm. they aren't going to mean shit if you know, we lose the next few games here. Yeah. Like we're, we are on life support right now. Mm-hmm. This is go time or you're dead. Nobody yeah. wants a dead duck. Not unless you can eat it, which yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sure Ryan gets laughs a little chewy after all these years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the first half of the season was the Ducks are a new team. They're fresh. They're fast. Like, they are unexpected. No one knew what to expect from the Ducks. But now there's enough game tape out there that I think the teams have kind of figured out how to play against the Ducks. Mm -hmm. And it's easy. It's hold your stick, put it on the ice, and stand six feet in front of the net. And you're allowed to do that if you're playing the Ducks. And Dallas Eakins just hasn't adapted. So no. that's, I, I think that's a big issue. And then I think that's a, where a lot of Gibson's bad numbers come from. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to apologize to, uh, or, may, or maybe not apologize, but just kind of give the warning. Um, we had very little Dallas Eakins talk for the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. If games continue to go like this, we're going to be hearing a lot more about him and we're going to be talking a lot more yeah. about him and mm-hmm. kind of creeping back into the conversation of do we need somebody different to helm this ship? Yeah. And I get the feeling we may actually be going that direction just with having uh Pat Verbeek in the office now. Yeah. I mean, I, there's one more thing I want to say about these games. But yeah. It's, it's too perfect to, to jump ahead. Um, so we're going to jump ahead and then we're going to come back to the games <laughs> because that's how we do it here. Um, so the Ducks fired their assistant GM, Dave Nonis, uh, just the other day. And it's not because he was doing a bad job. It's just because Pat Verbeek is in now and he is he's bringing in his crew, like who he wants, who he thinks can build this team um, in the way that he envisions it, I guess. So... And like it said in this article from The Athletic, I don't know uh, who wrote it here. I guess I can pull that up. That would be the nice thing to do. Uh, Eric, uh, Eric Stevens. Stevens. Yeah. Um, it said, well, here, I've got it open now. I might as well just read it. Um, <laughs> where did it go? It's a relatively short article. So, um, Oh, yes. With Scott Niedermeyer, Scott Niedermeyer joining the front office as a senior advisor of hockey operations, the club parted ways with Nonis now to allow him the opportunity to land a job with another NHL team. That right there is like, it's like, okay, we know that you know what you're doing and you've been great for this team, but where we see this team going, you would be better off somewhere else. Like there's, there's other guys that are going to help better with this vision. So it's not that he's not a good assistant GM. He's going to get a job somewhere else. It's just nobody's job is safe if it doesn't fit with the structure and help this team win. And right now that's... Dallas Eakins is not helping this team win in Pat Verbeek's vision. 
Uh, I made a joke earlier about Dion Phaneuf and pylons, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> looking in the comments here, I was reminded that Dave Nonis was the guy who gave Dion Phaneuf a 7x7 seven seven contract when he was in Toronto. <laughs> Oh yeah, we, honestly, oh. I hope that I hope that Nonis, after hearing that, signs in L.A. or San Jose now. I mean, at, well, San Jose already knows doesn't know what the fuck they're doing signing yeah. guys to eight year way too big deals. So we need a guy like that in L.A. So this is some 4D chess here with Verbeek yeah. saying, "Hey, Nonis, we uh, we know that you like signing seven and eight year deals. Um, so how about you go do that in L.A.?" Yeah. Victor Arvidsson, eight years, $10 million. Drew Doughty, hand that man another contract, eight years. <laughs> He's only like, isn't he only like three years into that deal or something like that? Is he? Oh, yeah, I guess he is. <laughs> Let me double check here. Yeah. Jonathan Quick, extend, you know, Oh, God. A forty-year-old goaltender. For he, okay, you know what? He's actually been having years. a he's, he's been having a decent season. But no, he has. Yeah, yeah but that's can the you, unfortunate part, though. Can you imagine if they signed Jonathan Quick to even a six-year deal at this point? Oh my God! Okay, I'm pulling up Drew Doughty here. Yeah, you're right. He's only a couple of years into that. I forgot. I mean, and I mean, he's yeah. still doing well. Like nothing to complain about. But he's what thirty-five now. Uh, he's only thirty-two. Oh, okay. And that contract, he's only on the third year of that contract. He still has five more years. That takes him until he's 37. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's not that's not great, but it's not bad. Right. At $11 million per year. I thought it was only eight. Okay, that's rough. No. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not good at all. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you send him down to the minors, it's a one-way contract. <laughs> For eleven million dollars, that's tough. That's <laughs> and he currently has uh, like Drew Doughty has a no move clause until the twenty three twenty four season. Then it becomes a modified no trade, which uh, Doughty would be able to submit a seven team trade list. <laughs> Dude, eleven million dollars is its own no trade clause. Like, yeah. All he's going to do is then pick seven teams that are like 11, right at the $11 million dollars for a 34-year-old defenseman is yeah. potentially a no-trade clause. 34-plus, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's uh, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Drew Doughty, he can still play. But oh, yeah. when he's 35-plus, he's not going to be an $11 million player. Yeah, I also want to check uh, Jonathan Quick. Because, yeah, he's having a he's having a bounce-back season, actually. He's doing all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan, holy shit! Jonathan Quick is thirty. Uh, is thirty six years old right now, and he is on the ninth year of a ten year contract that was signed back okay. in uh, two thousand twelve. Started in two thousand thirteen. Okay, how much? Uh, it's an average of five point eight million. So that's oh, reasonable. That's it didn't fine, look yeah. it didn't look great over the last couple of years, right? Because he was declining. Mm-hmm. But this season, with the number that quicks. They're the numbers that Quick is putting up that makes it more reasonable. But you got to look at yeah. next year and what uh, you're doing for the future because next year Jonathan Quick is 37. Dude, this is the perfect time for someone to go into LA and sign him to a four-year, even four million dollar extension. Just Jonas, enough. Come to, like, on, fuck dude. Up. Come on, man. <laughs> we're, we're counting on you here, bud. Counting on you. <laughs> um. 
so yeah, that's a uh, th- yeah. It was just too perfect of a segue to to pass up there. But that's fair. Um, last thing I want to say about these games, at, at least I don't know if there's anything you want to add, but the last thing I want to uh, just kind of a, a PSA, a reminder to every I just see every player network. that's listening or management, whatever. Or even if you're just like a very confused fan at this point, which is totally understandable. This is, I just want to remind everybody that this is a hockey team, not a bakery. Okay. The job of this organization is to win hockey games and score goals. And that's, that's really about it. That's all you can ask for. The job is not to give everybody free turnovers. Okay. Because I saw that in the last couple of games. There was the turnover to Dreisaitl for the, I think it was the fifth goal or sixth goal. It was the one right after Zegris's. So I think the sixth. Like, two defensemen in their own zone with one man pressuring. That is not a situation where free turnovers are okay. Not even a sampling of turnovers. I don't care what flavor it is. I don't care if it's apple or blueberry or whatever the you know most popular German turnover is that Dreisaitl so loved to pick up, but that's not something that should happen. And then in the Canucks game, their first goal, Pearson's goal, after we were up 5 nothing, we that should have been a routine breakout. Defenseman, pass to the other one behind the net, up to a forwards, and then whoever it was, I don't even know, I don't even care at this point, just fucking fumbles the puck with no pressure, and then Vancouver picks it up and they score off that. Like, that's not okay in back-to-back games this is again where dallas eakins needs to step in and say look at this look at this play look at this play this shouldn't happen after the dry settle one that 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 shouldn't have happened in the canucks game there should have been no turnovers it should have been fucking immaculate passes in your own zone and then it happens again if what what's our next game san jose if we (laughs) turn the puck over and i don't even care if it leads to a goal or not if I, and to anybody, I don't give a shit who it is. If there is one turnover in this game, I'm fucking flying to California myself to fire Dallas Eakins <laughs> with no authority whatsoever. Quick question. I'm just trying to remember if this is correct. Dave Nonis was one of the internal candidates that we had for the GM job, correct? Yeah, I believe so. Man, imagine that roller coaster of emotion. Hey, you're up for a promotion. Actually, we gave it to some guy who uh, was outside the organization, and you're fired. Yeah, <laughs> I get that hockey business is not uh, not always nice, but like, what a fucking turn of events over like the last two weeks <laughs> for Dave. Yeah, Douglas. no kidding. Hey, <laughs> um, in terms of the uh, you know the the turnovers, the giveaways uh, over the last two games here against Edmonton and Vancouver. Uh, 24 giveaways is what we've had. That's not good. No, it was six. It was 16 in the first game uh, against Edmonton there and eight against Vancouver, which is better. Obviously, it's better. Yeah, it's twice as good, but it's still yeah rough. But I mean, like at that point in the game, we were up five nothing. Demko just got pulled for Halak. Like everybody on. It, like on the Vancouver Canucks team should like 
be be put on like suicide watch at that point. Like there's there's no reason that they like we shouldn't be giving them anything to come back into this game. And no. then we just turn over the puck in our own zone, like not a care in the world. Like oh look at us, we're like twenty year olds playing against Timbits. Basically, we we don't have to try. We can we can take them, and then we give them that life, and then all of a sudden the game ends up 7-4. Like, yes, it's still a, a good win, but mm-hmm. it, I don't know, it, it it can happen at that point in the game, is, is my point. Yeah, it just thankful happen. for the offense to come out to play in that game. Defense, we're still trying to find you guys. John Gibson, yeah. we're still trying to find our elite goaltender that we know is there. Just, where are mm-hmm. you, bud? Where are you? Yeah, like, did... Did somebody give Craig Anderson a or Matt Murray a John Gibson suit and then John Gibson like <laughs> fucked off to Mexico or something like that? Dude, Mexico seems nice right now. Have you seen outside our bedroom windows? Oh yeah, it's unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> Not that anybody cares about Southern Alberta winter, but if Mother Nature could figure out her fucking mind on what she wants to do here. Every two weeks I go between shorts and snow boots. Yeah, right. It I was, know those are not interchangeable things, but like you get yeah. what I mean here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay. Well, we, I've got uh, it all okay. out of my system now. Is there all anything right. else you want to say about these couple games, though? Let's not have okay. Let's have the offense against Vancouver and eliminate everything else that we've done wrong for these next couple <laughs> of games, please, to try to salvage this season. Maybe have a chance in the playoffs if it, if it looks like this over the next three, honestly. Um, which who are our next three? We had San Jose, and then we have a bit of a break again till Friday against LA and the Islanders. Okay, these are three games you have to win. The mm. Islanders aren't even a division rival, but they are sucking ass this season, dude. The Islanders are you need um, to win these three games. The Islanders, right now, as, as we're recording are in a, in a shootout against the Montreal Canadiens. That's how bad they're doing. The Islanders in their last 10 before this game are 4-6-0. and oh. The Montreal yeah, Canadiens are 1-8-1. and one. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> this is... These are okay, three... Who, who did I, who did I say? San Jose, LA, and the Islanders? Yeah. Okay, so the Islanders are 4-6-0 and oh in their last 10. Uh, the... God, did I just lose two teams here? Um, <laughs> the San Jose Sharks are two, four, and four. And okay, where's the LA Kings? And the LA Kings are okay, six, two, and two. You don't want to lose yeah. to LA, obviously. No division rival, but especially, rival, but especially that, San Jose but... and the Islanders. Like, I want to be talking about at least two wins. Uh, come next Sunday, at yeah. least. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, the Sharks is a game we have to win. L.A., I mean, we always show seem to show up and play against L.A., so I'm not concerned about that being just a fucking deuce of a game. Um, yeah. But if we lose, I'm not going to be... I'm, I'm not going to be too surprised. L.A.'s kind of... They're, they're going right now, so... It'd be, it'd be nice to win, obviously, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then Islanders are a game we have to win as well. Please. I and think. if we let in seven goals against the Islanders, I'm going to fucking lose it. 
Considering that the team is like defensive minded, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I, I don't see it happening, but if it happens, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I agree, hundred percent. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, right. We got a we got on on a little bit of a a, a, a role there, I guess. Not yeah. necessarily. It wasn't a good just role, me but... ranting this episode. It was you as well. It's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice change of pace, but. Yeah. Um, we do have to take a break, and a little later than usual, but um, I think we both need it because we've been a little heated. Stay with the listeners, this episode, too. So. Relax. Yeah. Take some deep breaths. If you're wearing an Apple Watch, I know they have like the meditation thing on that. So just, just do that while you listen to their, this DraftKings ad. Yeah. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available to play in your state yet, don't worry about it. You can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Voidware prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. So, extra reason to win against the Islanders on, when did you say that game was? Saturday? Uh, Sunday. Sunday. So I guess we'll be talking about that one on the next Wednesday live stream. Like not this coming Wednesday, but the one after. Yeah. But they just lost in a shootout to the Canadians. So like (laughs) any anybody can Montreal made it to 10. Holy shit. That was their 10th win of the season. That was their 10th win of the season. Are you serious? Yeah. There's no way. That was we're like 50 games in. Yeah. Are you serious? Yep. Holy shit. And with that, the Montreal Canadiens officially have 27 points on the season. 10, 33, and 7. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it took them 50 games to get there. Holy yeah. shit. That's... <laughs> For reference, the Arizona Coyotes have one game in hand and two more wins. Yeah. Only one more point, though, I guess. What was? Yeah. What did we determine was the worst record in the NHL? Uh, like the like worst in or, NHL history. Yeah, yeah. Or like the least amount of wins or whatever. Um, it was the Washington Capitals, I think, in their expansion year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I want to. For some reason, I want to say it's only two wins, but that seems just so unbelievably low. Uh, da 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 Scrolling. Uh, yeah. So number one was the 1974-75 Washington Capitals, uh, who went eight sixty-seven and five. Eight sixty-seven and five. That's wild. Yeah, and those and those fives are also ties, right? Oh, I guess, yeah. Because there, there wasn't the shootout yet. So, But if we're yeah. thinking about it as a overtime loss, we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, what, that's 16, it's 21 points. So Montreal is better, at least, than that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what year did you say that was? That was in 1975. Yeah, so like that was quite a ways ago. I'm just looking to see if there's anything about like the record in the salary cap era um like the worst i'm scrolling back to take a look here as well um the closest okay the closest team to the salary cap era looks to be uh is it the where to go where to go it would be the ottawa senators of 93 94 okay and what which was wasn't salary cap era yet, but um, their record was fourteen sixty one and nine. That's still pretty bad, and that's, that's still bad. I mean, that's probably that about was, on pace for, or like the Canadians are probably about on pace for that. The 14. Senators that was also um, their expansion, like their year, ah, their inaugural season. Uh, no, sorry. That was their second year in existence. Okay. Um, <laughs> just reading this. It's uh, from Bleacher Sports here that I'm taking a look at this. They have like a little write up about each team. Yeah. So that's the tenth worst record in history. That's the closest one to the salary cap era here. That's on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the Ottawa Senators tied the Quebec Nordiques five five in their opening game, and it was all downhill from there. The Senators finished with 37 points, a full 64 points behind the division-winning Pittsburgh Penguins. Holy shit. And they finished in every single major offensive... Or finished last in every single major offensive category outside of number of fans leaving during the second period. <laughs> oh! Oh, man. Straight for the jugular, hey? <laughs> Holy but shit. But fear not, the future looked bright to the hapless Senators because they had future stars Alexi Yashin and Alex, uh, Alexander Dake. Uh, Daigle, who Yashin was traded, I believe, to the Islanders, if I'm remembering that correctly. We're, t- we're taking a, a bit of a history thing here. Yeah. I think we need to just scrap Unplucked and just do like a Nate's history lesson. Yeah, <laughs> Nate's hockey history or something like that. Yeah. No, honestly, go listen to Jeff Merrick for that shit. That dude can just pull things out of thin air, like no notes or anything like that. It's kind yeah, of unbelievable. Like, yeah, he's like, I believe on like, you know, uh, March 18th of 1963 when I was about two years old and then the Leafs yeah. <laughs> were playing the Bruins in game number, you know, 52 of the season and then this player scored the game-winning goal with, you know, four and a half seconds left and then the final score was 3-2 and there was this many people in attendance. I'm like, Jesus, like, how do you just remember this? <laughs> Okay, here you go. So Alec, uh, Alexei Yashin. Yeah, okay, I was correct. It was to the Islanders, and he was part of this deal. 
on draft day in 2001, Alexi Yashin was sent to the New York Islanders in exchange for forward Bill uh, McCult, a second overall draft selection, which the Ottawa Senators used to draft a little-known guy still playing in the NHL, Jason Spezza, and defenseman who is also still playing in the NHL, Zdeno Chara. Oh, shit. (laughs) The Islanders general manager, Mike Milbury, promptly re-signed Yashin to an enormous 10-year, $87.5 million contract. Uh, Although his contract was reduced by 24% due to the uh, CBA in 2005, the year-long walkout. Mm-hmm. Yashin was widely considered to be grossly overpaid and virtually untradeable. Jeez. <laughs> just another list of like the Mike Milbury trades that he made that pe- like everyone was just like, what the fuck are you doing? There was yeah. that one. He, saw, uh, he traded Roberto Luongo to the Florida Panthers like oh, right. early on in his career. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a there's one if uh, people didn't know that one. Uh, yeah, Roberto Luongo was drafted by the New York Islanders. Um, yeah, there's <laughs> so much shit with Mike Milbury, man. <laughs> like there there was talks. I forget who it was, but like somebody was looking for a GM, and Mike Milbury's name was out there, and everyone was just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> no, wait, no, where is it? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 And to tie it all back, though, Dave Nonis is apparently... I don't know if there's any like legitimacy to this or whatnot, but he's apparently already been tied to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, um, so Penguins fans are already pressing that button, I think. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> Even though this news has been out for like less than 24 hours at the time of this recording. If he does, Delorier is absolutely going to Pittsburgh. For the first over for a first round pick, still, please. Oh, I yeah. saw that last year. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Nick yeah. Gloria gets you a first round pick in this economy? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, well, we have a couple more things on our uh, list of things to talk about here. One of them I being... got a little excited with the Gatorade there. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I miss that. I'll have to go back and watch. If there's one reason to grow a beard, it's because it'll catch whatever drink you just decide to throw at your face. (laughs) It's like always wearing a bib. (laughs) Didn't get any on the jersey, which also I'm repping. If you're watching us on YouTube, you're seeing it. But if you're just listening, I I'm repping the uh, the old school Mighty Dex jersey, the one that I just got recently. So Mm -hmm. the one that actually fits me. It's great. Yeah, I love this jersey. It's fantastic. Well, we're. we're getting the World Juniors back for sure now. Thank fuck. The, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it was kind of rumored that they were trying to do something in the summer again, but um, it's officially been stated that they'll be rescheduled for August. It sounds like the 8th to the 19th, um, but those dates are unconfirmed yet. Um, unfortunately, it'll still be in Edmonton and Red Deer, so I'm sure the players are super happy about that. <laughs> Third straight tournament in that city. At least it's in the summer this time, though. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not, not the middle of December where it's like a, minus yeah. 40 Celsius. There's at least redeeming qualities about, you know, Edmonton and Red Deer in the summertime. Um, you know, I don't know what they are, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
for those who are wondering as well, uh, minus 40 Celsius uh, is minus 40 Fahrenheit. Exactly. Oh. So fucking cold. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, the uh, Anyone that was eligible to play in the tournament in December is still eligible in August. Um, but it doesn't have to be exactly the same roster. They can uh, change things up a little bit. And by the sounds of it, um, this is according to um, Tony Ferrari um, on Twitter. It says players such as Owen Power, Jake Sanderson, Mason McTavish, who's the one we care about, uh, Maddie Beneers, and Shane Wright may end up skipping um, in order to ready themselves for the NHL season. Which, if it's in August and then you know training camp usually starts in September, season's, well, end of August, actually, I think is when training camp starts. Uh, no, it's, first it's couple a, of weeks of September. Then you normally have uh, preseason starting like middle of September. Season starts beginning of yeah. October. Yeah, I thought rookie camp started like end of August though. Maybe. Not 100% sure. I don't know. The, Either the way, last, last few years, schedules have been so screwed up that I genuinely don't remember. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, I don't 100% get that because like is playing in a tournament not maybe the best way to, you know, get a head start going into training camp. Like, yeah. yes, you're risking injury and stuff like that, but... But you always are. Yeah, exactly, right? So, like, I playing feel like pre- that's... Pre- playing preseason games in the NHL, you're risking injury. Yeah, I, I mean, and, those are a little bit l- less intense, I think. Like, yes, there's still, like, contact and hitting and yeah. you can fight and stuff like that, but, like... World Juniors is basically playoff hockey before the season starts at this point. Mm-hmm. So, I, like, I kind of get the argument, but at the same time, like, I don't know. And maybe it's just me. Like, if I was one of those players, I'd be like, no, I'm playing in this tournament because, A, it's something I want to do, and, B, I'm going to be in way better shape than everybody else in training camp, which just yeah. increases your chances of making the roster. Because you're trying to get ready for this tournament to represent your country you're already a step ahead for the NHL. Yeah, exactly. So, so I don't know. Uh, to me, that, does, that doesn't make any sense, but what do I know? <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. So there, there are some, you know, some teams that, uh, that push their young guys or older guys even to go to, you know, these international tournaments, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen it before even with uh, uh, Brian Burke, push ducks players like if they were given the chance like hey the go play for your country so yeah it's just go for it so yeah because you only have a certain amount of years to for the world at least for the world juniors anyways yeah but even for like the world like the world championship and stuff like that like during playoffs like after teams get booted yeah go play Mm -hmm. more so yeah exactly yeah and and even like the olympics too like it's Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you can have a few opportunities throughout your career, but look at Steven Stamkos. It's literally just never worked out for him. So if, yeah. if you ever get the chance, like, you should just go. So I'm I'm all for more of that mentality in the NHL. But Yeah. Uh, we, we talk a lot about, you know, players that should have won a Stanley Cup during their career, right, or, yeah. like, deserve to win one at some point. But Steven Stamkos is alone, I think, in a... Like he's in the category of his own of like guys who should have been representing their country at the Olympics. Yeah. So absolutely never worked for him, unfortunately. So 
Um, last thing about the World Junior Tournament is all of the games that have been played so far are just going to be replayed. So don't mean whether, shit. <laughs> yeah. So whether it was a game that was actually played or like one of those forfeited um, ones, it it just doesn't matter. Which makes Which I think, sense. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the best way to do it because then you're not like fucking over the teams that had to forfeit games. Um, yeah, that they probably would have won too because I think one of them was U.S. and I think the Czechs, if I remember correctly, um, or Slovakia. It was one of those teams. I don't remember which one, but they and U.S. ended up forfeiting. And it's like, I think hey, it was like the, you would have won this game, but it's yeah, lost. It was the Czechs because it was four players from collectively U.S., Czechia, and Russia. Okay, so. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's a, uh, yeah, I, I think that's the best way to do it. Just fresh start, especially if like you're going to allow different rosters as well. Like, yeah, it's, exactly. at, at this point, it's basically a new tournament and yep. you just wasted everybody's time in December. I, yeah. Yes, good job. <laughs> uh, to clean, to, to clean something up uh, as well here. Um, that same age category, though, is also still going to be allowed to do it. So that's why you're able to have guys uh, like uh, Owen Power. That's I guess they're like just drafted it. But because um, mm-hmm. the original tournament was supposed to be for 2002 and younger, which, yeah. geez, that makes me feel old. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it like going into this year, yes, it would te- it would normally change it'll still be like 2003 and younger starting for the december tournament again um but they're still going to keep the same age category as the original tournament so those guys who this was going to be their last one they still have the chance for it so yeah yeah exactly no nobody's missing out on chances or that which is great um unfortunately it's just a kind of a small footnote here but i feel like it's worthwhile to bring up obviously uh also canceled was the women's U18 tournament uh, that was supposed to be held in Sweden in January. Um, that tournament has is also being rescheduled as well for the summer. Um, looks like it'll be in June in, quote, the north of the USA. Um, mm. We don't have an exact host city yet, but that tournament will go ahead in June, so we'll be keeping an eye, nice. an eye on that as well. Uh, and Sweden will be hopeful to host that tournament in 2023 instead. So cool. So we're going to have hockey basically all year. We're going to have summer hockey. We'll, yeah, we'll have shit to talk about in August. This is going to be great for like two weeks. Yeah. Great. <laughs> well, cause the, the Stanley cup usually ends in uh, June. June, usually yeah. early June. So if that women's tournament is like end of June, then we have hockey right after that. Yeah. Then July, the I guess will be a month off, agency. but there's all the draft free agency, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then, we get the world juniors in August and then training camp starts September in will kind September. of be a slow month. Yeah. Yeah. Just no Which, break for us again. <laughs> Which honestly, I'm okay with that though. Cause like we won't yeah. like, usually we take a, a break and just do like one a week in yeah. the, uh, in the summer. And like, I think we'll be able to cover everything in a week after playoffs are done between yeah. the, the two tournaments. So like, we'll get a little bit of a break, but like, it'll be uh It'll still be relevant things to talk about. It's not like we come yeah. on. It's like, all right, today we're talking about uh, more breakfast cereals for <laughs> an hour instead of 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when we'll do those things. It's like we'll sit on one of our patios or something like that and just have all the boxes lined out. I think what yeah. we need to do before that, though, as well, is get sponsorship deals with these brands. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to just to make sure it's all good. Otherwise, we gotta turn the box sideways and be like, "Yo, this is this," or like we cover it or, up with a piece yeah. of paper. Get the uh, the off brand, or oh yeah, cover yeah. it up with a piece of paper like they have the to do no on name TV. brand, no no name brand corn pops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a fruity ringed cereal um, yeah. called Root Lose, and. Root uh, <laughs> It all comes full circle. We started talking about cereal. Now we're ending with cereal. No, I'm kidding. Yes. We're not ending with this, but no, almost though. Almost. Um, let's, uh, I know we just took a break, but um, let's take another quick break and then we'll talk upcoming game and what's quacking on the other side. I'm Corey Grantra. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. What? Did I just listen to? Oh, this game! This game is this game is just bullshit now. Oh my gosh! I actually, they actually made me feel uncomfortable. What was it? Panty? What? The game has gone to bullshit. Panty melted? Why do we record these during the middle of games? Oh god! Be sure to listen to Corey and I every Monday. We are your go-to source for the Arizona Coyotes on the Hockey Podcast Network. Okay, so San Jose on Tuesday. Um, Ducks will be back home for that game. That'll be a 7 p.m. Pacific time start. As we already talked about, it's a game we should win. Just beat them, please. Yeah, I'll even be nice to Nick. I'll even be nice to Nick. <laughs> <laughs> just, just please beat them. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason we should lose this game. Like, where are the Sharks in the standings? 23rd in league standings. Uh, wild card, yeah. they are sitting seventh in the wild card race, yeah. And they're they're seventh in the division as well. So, like, we have eight points on them. There's like, yes, they, they still have good players Logan Couture, Timo Meyer. Um, I mean, Burns is having an all right season as well. Um, yeah. Hurdle, I don't even know who their goalies are, that's always been the weak spot for them, but. James Reimer and it's not Aiden Hill, is it? No, he got traded to Arizona. Mm-hmm. It's James Reimer and somebody else. I'm going to pull that up actually. Yeah, no, it's gonna it's gonna bother me too. But I, I mean, Reimer, I think's had an all right season. Like I know he's got some flack in the past, but uh, it's James. Oh, it is Aiden Hill. Fuck. Oh, right, he went from Arizona to San Jose, okay. not the other way around. Um. Yeah, James Reimer with 13 wins on the season, a 9.13 save percentage, and a 2.9 yeah. goals against. So, okay, maybe goaltending is not the issue for San Jose this no, year. No, no, not this um, year. Um. Yeah. And then uh, Aiden Hill has nine wins. Both guys having a shutout. Uh. And uh, Aiden Hill with a 9.01 save percentage, a 2.78 goals against. Yeah, those are bad numbers. Like, yeah. Hills are hills are backup numbers. Reimers are starting yeah. numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see the Sharks kind of as where we were maybe over the last couple seasons. Um, just like an average team, like, yeah, they get some wins, and, like, if you lose to them, it sucks. But, like, they, they still put in a good effort, and, like, you, you can't take them too lightly. Yeah. So that's kind of how I see them. Like, if, if we show up, start strong, and just, you know, don't let our foot off the gas. Like, obviously, you should do that every game. But, like, it, it's a game that we should win just – as long as we play the full 60 minutes, yeah. which I know is a lot to ask of this team, but <laughs> which it shouldn't be, but apparently is, but it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I don't know. That's that's all I have to say. Is there anything else you want to add? But just just please beat them. I don't care if it's two one in regulation. Just don't give them an overtime point. It can be one nothing. I'd I'd love a shutout. Oh, it can be two one. Wouldn't we all three two, four two five two six two seven two. Don't let them score more than two goals, please. Let's suck ass again. <laughs> more than anything. Okay, I think even more than. Obviously, I want the win. But if John Gibson is playing this game, I want him to have a good game. Yeah, he needs it. He needs it. At this point, Otherwise, yeah. you got to start looking at... Uh, um, why am I blanking on his name right now? <laughs> I picture him in my head the entire time. What the fuck? Are, are you thinking of Stolars? Stolars, yeah. <laughs> I am tired, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wanted to see if you could get there yourself. Yeah, but. <laughs> I got there. I got there. Yeah. So, yeah. No, no, yeah, absolutely. Like, as much as <laughs> Stellars is our backup, like, it's... He's doing good this season. Yeah, and if John Gibson is not playing how he needs to be, then he needs to sit until he figures it out, so... Which let's take a look at theirs just really quickly here. Gibson with sixteen wins and nine thirteen save percentage, two seven seven goals against Solars with seven wins, two shutouts in that, and those mm-hmm. seven wins as well, uh, a nine nineteen save percentage and a two seventy three goals against. Smaller sample size, but Solars does have the slightly better numbers. Yeah, and and, so, and we know that like if we played him more, those numbers would balance out. Yeah, they, they would they would come down. Hopefully, quite so. a bit. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's you're 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 right. Like Gibson needs to figure it out. Like yeah, there, there's a lot of other issues with this team, but um, Gibson shouldn't shouldn't be one of them. No. So and he hasn't been for quite a while. So like that's where yeah that's where this is like really concerning actually because Gib- John Gibson is not normally the problem. <laughs> so. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's it's very rare that we have bad things to say about Gibson, and even then, it's not really bad things. Yeah. Like we know he can figure it out, and exactly. N- and nobody say the T word that that's not happening. Nobody get excited. Toronto. <laughs> well, that one too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I think I the, see what you mean. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The, no, the it's thing not that would, Yeah. The the T word that would get him to Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. No. Yeah. That's. This is no way that happens. No. So, no so if you're not. like some horny Leafs fan that's listening to this, waiting for the juicy John Gibson trade talks, it's not happening. Oop, no. I said it. Oh my god, we gotta gotta cut that. Deal out. with Jack Campbell and Peter <laughs> Morazic. <laughs> Deal with it. Freddie Anderson was an All Star, not for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, that's so funny. Oh man. Okay. Um, Just a reminder to any Toronto fans that you guys traded uh, Tuga Rask to the Boston Bruins. And then you went and kicked your ass in playoffs. <laughs> I have so no reason funny. to be salty with never these not be fans, funny. but just because, of the, yeah. just because of that, I'm just going to yeah pound a, a little bit here. So, mm-hmm. Well, we got a quick thing for what's quacking here. So we will uh, get to that. Um, and then that's it. Unless you want to say anything else about the Sharks game. Just please beat them. Okay. That's all I have. So Nate, uh, Nate was too busy 
shoving uh, breakfast cereal in his face hole this week to find something for what's quacking. So I have something for what's quacking Sweet. this week. Thanks for covering my ass. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> um, so I saw this on Reddit. It was posted by um, user Parademon, P-E-R-I, Demon. Um, and this is somebody's uh, Philosophy 101 midterm from February 18th, so just a couple days ago. Oh, God, um, okay. <laughs> and, and this is just the first couple paragraphs. But, uh, yeah, Philosophy midterm, and it's titled Mario, the idea versus Mario, the man. Okay, okay so, sorry, this is like a university test for philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. L- like, a, like an essay type test. Okay, sounds yeah. good. And this is Mario, you know, the uh, red yeah. suited Italian plumber that's been in everybody's hearts since like that, the 60s or 70s. Yeah, that 80s, abuses 80s, that abuses turtles and... Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh repeatedly has to save the same blonde bimbo that keeps getting <laughs> stolen by a very large mutated turtle. <laughs> yeah. That's that not one. a teenager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the one. So, okay. You break Here. things to their core base and they seem really fucked up. Like the game of hockey. Yeah, we're going to th- like fling around a piece of rubber while wearing knives on our feet mm-hmm. and skating and like running on ice essentially. Yeah. Using feet knives to run on ice and slap around a rubber disc. With a fucked up stick. Yeah. And try and put it between two metal pipes. (laughs) Yeah. You break things down to their like to their bare essence and it's just fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's that that always whenever that comes up, it takes me back to that Robin Williams golf skit. That's yeah, so fucking funny. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we brought that up on a what's we back have, like yeah. way back when. But oh, that's what I was so just funny. telling a friend about it this week. Actually, I'm like, dude, you got to check this out. <laughs> it's one of my favorite skits, honestly. Yeah. Anyways, here is the intro to Mario the Idea versus Mario the Man from yeah. Philosophy 101. Everyone knows Mario is cool as fuck. <laughs> it's crossed out, and it says horrible opening. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> right it's a hot start (laughs) okay if you're laughing that hard at this part i you're not going to be able to hold it together i already have tears warming in my eyes (laughs) okay just imagine being the prop reading that opening line yeah i know right (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. All right. You, you good? Yeah. Okay. Everyone knows Mario is cool as fuck, but who knows what he's thinking? Who knows why he crushes turtles? <laughs> and why do we think about him as fondly as we think of the mythical in brackets non-existent question mark Dr. Pepper? Perchance. <laughs> That's the last sentence of the first paragraph. Just perchance. <laughs> what? <laughs> And then perchance is crossed out and it says, you can't just say perchance. At what point is this just a joke where someone's like, oh, fuck, I forgot today was a midterm. What? Here we go. (laughs) 
I I forgot today was a midterm. I got cooked before class. <laughs> yeah. I just got it right. Hundred <laughs> percent, some dude who's who like Snoop Dogg would see him and be like, I want to be like that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck. Okay. Uh, here's the next paragraph. <laughs> this is the first paragraph. Yeah. I believe it was Kant who said, experience without theory is blind, but theory without experience is mere intellectual play. <laughs> Mario exhibits experience by crushing turrets all day, <laughs> but he exhibits theory by stating, let's go. Keep it up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, read that sentence one more time. <laughs> Mario exhibits experience by crushing turrets all day. And crushing turrets is crossed out and underneath it just says stop. <laughs> <laughs> by crushing turrets all day. But he exhibits theory by stating, let's go. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But like that that whole sentence. Yeah. <laughs> and then afterwards it says, keep it up, baby. <laughs> and here's here's the third and final paragraph that is taken here because that's apparently all that they could handle. Th this was graded in paper. F, by the way. Yeah, this was graded graded in F. That's it. Um when Mario leaves his place of safety to stomp a turdy. <laughs> He knows that he may die. And yet, for a man who can purchase lives with money, a life becomes a mere store of value, a tax that can be paid for, much as a rich man feels any law with a fine is a price. Um, Whoa. Which okay, is a coherent thought. Good. That's pretty good, yeah. Like, I, he, he kind of had me there, and I was like, okay, like, <laughs> rough start, but I think you're figuring it out. We think of Mario as a hero, but he is simply a one-percenter, of a more privileged variety, period. The life kind, period. Perchance. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's all we've got. I need this entire paper. Right? I know. Does it say what school this was at or anything? Uh, it doesn't, no. It it's it has the person's name, which I'm not gonna read, and it's not it doesn't matter anyways, but it just says philosophy one oh one. Midterm one. And it, it was graded an F. <laughs> okay, first off, I want to read this entire paper. Please, whoever wrote this, I want to read this yeah. whole paper. <laughs> Second of all, I want the name of the prof who gave this person an F because that's a solid start there. That's an A plus yeah. in my book. It's philosophy. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows Mario's cool as fuck. <laughs> Hot start. It's a brilliant opening. My God. <laughs> that took me completely by surprise. <laughs> yeah, no one's prepared to start a paper no. <laughs> with that. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is going to be a great segment to go back to just on my own time just to, to listen to. Yeah, if you're ever having a bad day, this is the one you need to pull up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, well, that is the whole episode. Everything we got from breakfast cereal to the philosophy of Mario, and there was some hockey in between. Up and hearts. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh. 
All right. <laughs> Nate, if anybody finds this whole paper or if perchance the writer is <laughs> listening, where can they send you this? <laughs> Fucking solid. You can, I will gladly read this paper and give you a legit grade uh, on Twitter at Tate Namas, T A T E N H O M A S. And if anybody else wants to write a philosophy paper similar to this, I will gladly read it. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Send never, it my way. I've too. never taken a philosophy <laughs> class in my life, but I will read that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Send it my way as well at Carter underscore pots, P O T T S underscore 97. Thank you guys for tuning into this roller coaster of an episode on your Monday morning. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you on Wednesday for a live stream. And please let the ducks win. Please fucking. Please.